This is Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission. Welcome to episode 47 of Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission, recorded on May 3rd, 2021. This is where you can find out all you need or want to know about Downtown Halifax. I'm Alana McDonald-Mills, Director of Marketing. And I'm Ivy Ho, Director of Communications. We are your hosts for Downtown Lowdown. We'll be giving you the lowdown on what's new in business, resources, and issues that affect downtown. We also talk to key individuals that help make downtown better. We are back with a special COVID-19 episode. This episode was recorded via video conferencing as we are all working remotely from our homes during the third wave of this pandemic. So we apologize in advance for any issues with the sound quality. Also, it's time to give another shout out to Mike Boyd with Podcast Atlantic, who records, edits, and posts Downtown Lowdown for us. He's always been an excellent technical resource since we started this podcast and has been incredibly accommodating during the pandemic. So thank you, Mike. We're going to start this episode with Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. Paul is going to tell us about new developments with provincial economic relief programs, as well as a couple of new DHBC grants. We'll also talk about what's going on with businesses in downtown Halifax since the province of Nova Scotia has declared another lockdown and everyone is encouraged to stay home. We'll finish with a list of what downtown Halifax businesses are open and what's open online and a few gift suggestions for Mother's Day. And this episode is being recorded on Monday, May 3rd, so keep that in mind while listening. The pandemic situation has been developing quickly with new measures and programs affecting businesses implemented by the province almost daily. To keep up to date, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19 or visit novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. First up, we have Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. We have Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission with us. He's going to give an update on provincial economic relief programs and tell us about two new DHBC grants. So, Paul, what do we have for provincial economic relief programs? Can you give us an update? I can give uh, a partial update, I guess. Not as much news as we would have hoped to have had um, this far into kind of the third wave and our new set of restrictions. So what we have heard from the province is actually they announced this first program before the uh, the most recent restrictions was this tax rebate program. So there's a program that was announced weeks and weeks ago now, um, which essentially gives uh, it, it, the good news is it's a, it's a good program that puts cash back in the hands of businesses. Uh, and what it's tied to is how much uh, commercial property tax that you pay, uh, either as a landlord or as a tenant uh, to your landlord. Uh, but essentially what you're able to do is, is you're eligible for up to 25% of your total tax bill or half of the, the first half of your tax bill um, to get back in form of, the, of a cash grant from the province. Um, that program ha- was announced, as I said, a while ago. It hasn't yet rolled out. Uh, it's going to be administered through Dalhousie, uh, who have uh, administered some of the other programs as well. I think there, there's just been some internal bureaucratic issues or something um, between the province and Dalhousie, but, but the latest that we've heard from them is that this program is going to be rolled out imminently. Uh, maybe it'll, it'll even be rolled out by the time this podcast goes live between the recording and when it actually goes out. So we are expecting that to happen uh, very, very soon. Uh, we've expressed some concerns with the province that the programs, you know, potentially could be a little bit complicated, uh, only by the fact that depending on how your landlord, if you're a tenant, uh, depending on how your landlord breaks down your property tax that you pay, uh, you may or may not know actually how much property tax you're paying. So the information that you have to supply to the government, you may have to get that from your landlord. You may not have it at your fingertips. Um, but there is also a provision in that grant program that if you don't have any of that information and can't obtain it, uh, you can apply for a $1,000 uh, grant back, and that's open to everyone or every business that's been impacted. So 
that program we do expect to roll out very soon. And then the other program, which we hope to see uh, revised again, is every time there's been um, uh, restrictions, uh, the province has rolled out a business impact grant. Uh, and again, this is cash up to $5,000. And um, uh, and this is uh, available to any business that's actually faced restrictions. So the change this time around is this is the first time that retailers uh, have had restrictions and that you're not allowed to have your retail shop uh, open to the public. You can still sell curbside and online, of course. Uh, same as restaurants can do can do those same sorts of things. Um, but we're hoping that retailers will be able to be eligible for this grant. So we're hoping for a third round of that. The premier has said that they are going to be doing that, uh, but there's been no time frame for that as of yet. So when those programs do roll out, we'll have information on our website, um, downtownhalifax.ca slash coronavirus, and then you can just click on to provincial updates on that web page. So, Paul, what would be the ideal situation or scenario for businesses in terms of economic relief programs, either federally or provincially? Well, the ideal situation, I think, is, is for the, both the province and the federal government to remain uh, flexible. I mean, I think the main goal really is, is to allow for businesses to survive frankly, between now and when we get back to kind of a new sense of normal where we've got mass vaccinations. Uh, I mean, even when we have mass vaccinations and restrictions, hopefully are lifted to a great extent. I mean, businesses will, will be, you know, high in debt and have low cash reserves. So it's not to say those programs shouldn't continue beyond that. But I think kind of if we break this up into chunks, uh, the main sense we're getting from businesses is, you know, we can kind of see the end in sight to a certain extent. You know, we know by September there's going to be mass vaccinations pretty well across the country. You know, we'll probably have seen Atlantic bubble this summer. We'll probably see provincial travel come back again, you know, in the fall with international travel, hopefully to follow, uh, certainly with, with countries that, that have the same levels of vaccination. So it's, it's really, uh, I mean, the, the good news, I guess, is that there is a bit of an end in sight. Uh, we're hopefully getting better at forecasting where we're going. So again, the, the goal is still the same is to allow businesses that, you know, otherwise would have been viable. Um, to be able to survive, right, and still be in business when uh, when we get to that point. So, you know, I think those programs have to be really flexible. We know the, the federal government, for instance, has extended, you know, the rent program and the wage subsidy program, which we hear from businesses, you know, have been critical in keeping them alive. They've been extended till September. Um, the fact of the matter is they may need to go well beyond September uh, to, to maintain those businesses. Um, and I think the other piece the business are asking for. So I, guess, I think flexibility and direct support programs need to continue, uh, certainly for the foreseeable future through the summer and into the fall. Um, but the needs of those programs may change, right? Those programs may, may need to be flexible. And, you know, the best way to make them flexible is for those governments to continue to work with, with businesses and business associations, organizations like ourselves and chambers and the Federation of Independent Business and, and those kind of groups um, to get direct feedback from businesses. So that needs to continue. And I think the other piece that we've heard a lot from businesses is they're really looking for a sense of, of what are those targets that we need to hit for restrictions to be lifted. And again, everyone kind of recognizes, you know, we're, you know, this is all still unprecedented. We're, you know, into variants and, and there still are some open questions around, you know, how long do we have to wear masks? How long do we have to distance? You know, when can we get back to large scale events? Um, but there are other countries that are ahead of us, right? We think we only have to look to our, our neighbors to the south. Many states are, are well ahead of us in terms of this. So, we do know that there should be a picture forming about, you know, when scientifically speaking, it'll be safe to start removing some of those restrictions. So that's really, I think, what businesses are looking for is, is some sort of kind of flexible timetable that says, OK, if we achieve this, then it means we don't need to do distancing anymore. Or if we achieve this uh, goal, it means we can start looking at not having masks in outdoor spaces or indoor spaces or, or whatever it is. And this is something that doesn't seem to be happening very much. The only example uh, in Canada that I've really seen is Alberta does have something like that on their website. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's not based around in September, we're going to do this. It's really more about if we get our cases, 
down to this level, that means this can happen. Or if we get this many people, you know, vaccinated, that means this can happen. So it's really more of this movable timetable. So uh, more been, like a scenario planning kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Something like that that again can be changed, you know, can change when the science, you know, and, and it needs to, it all obviously needs to be research based and scientific based. But right now, I think the sense from a lot of businesses is that that you know, governments and public health officials just saying we just don't know what's going to be happening, and until we know, you can't know either. And that's that sort of makes sense, but it's not a great answer for businesses. They're trying to plan, frankly, you know, whether they close the doors now, whether they try to stick it out to September when there's more vaccinations. And so I think it's more a matter of sharing the information that we have um, and uh, and looking to other jurisdictions, frankly, who are going to be a bit ahead of us in terms of their vaccination schedules, you know, and getting back to, to some of these other things. So, um, you know, I think that's something that certainly provincially, I think federally we, we need that. Provincially, it would be great if the provincial government started looking at some of those scenarios as well and, and sharing that information with businesses. I think that'd be very helpful. So those, I think, are kind of the two key elements that we're looking at is, you know, it's ongoing flexible supports for businesses, particularly the ones that most need it. Um, and and also this idea of some sort of schedule uh, around loosening restrictions. Uh, and working directly with businesses on all of those things. Exactly. Working either working business either to share that information uh, or to, mm-hmm. to get feedback from businesses. Absolutely. And Paul, we have some more grants uh, to talk about, uh, the Gritty to Pretty and Get Ready for Summer. We do. So downtown Halifax uh, has a couple of grant opportunities uh, open to our members, uh, which we want to make sure everyone knows about. So the first one is the Gritty to Pretty grant. This is a grant program we've run for a number of years now. Um, and actually, it's open both to members as well as just anyone interested in doing uh, a cool project in downtown Halifax. And so this is the, the project that's funded things like a lot of the murals that you've seen around town or some of the great lighting installations that you've seen or some of the art projects. Uh, I think about like that funky bench uh, that's, uh, that's by the Nova Center uh, on Argyle Street. It used to be on Grafton Street. Or if you've walked by the kind of the the brutalist uh, concrete um, pedway that goes across uh, the bridge, the pedway bridge that goes across Lower Water Street. We've added some colorful little wooden slats in that. It's really, it's really interesting. If you go by and say, oh, that's suddenly really bright and interesting. Uh, that was some, a project that was done through the Gritty to Pretty grant. So essentially the grant is, is pretty wide-based. Uh, there's, there's an overall budget that we have, but we don't necessarily cap any one project. So projects can be small. They can be a couple hundred bucks. They can be you know $10,000. Um, we're looking for really for anything that uh, that's going to uh, be something that the public can enjoy, that's going to beautify downtown, that's going to you know, interest people, excite people. It can be interactive. It can be artistic. It can be to do with lighting or just beautiful art. Um, so that's open now. We typically do two rounds of that grant. There's usually a spring round and then a fall round. Uh, but, um, you know, if we get so many great, great ideas in the spring, we may decide to spend all of our money. So if you've got a great idea for beautifying downtown, uh, just go to our website and check out the Gritty to Pretty grant. Um, it, it's a pretty easy application. Uh, unlike some of the government partners, we try to make ours as, as simple as possible. Um, so, um, so, yeah, we encourage members with, with great ideas. Or if, you, if you've got uh, colleagues that, uh, you know, that are into planning or, or, or great artists or sculptors or, or that type of thing, then uh, I'd encourage them to take a look and, and apply. And we'll, we'll be doing a, a few really cool projects over the course of the summer. So watch out for those. Yeah. And so the deadline for the Gritty to Pretty grants, uh, and that would be the open grant and the mural grant under that program, uh, is May 19th. So Wednesday, May 19th. And you can find out more information on Gritty to Pretty at downtownhalifax.ca slash Gritty to Pretty. So what is the other grant uh, that we should be talking about? We've got a brand new grant, which we just launched, uh, which is called the Get Ready for Summer Grant. And even though we're, we're, you know, in the midst of this third wave and, and restrictions, uh, that is going to pass. Uh, it hopefully will pass um, pretty quickly. And we are still anticipating that, that summer is going to be uh, a lot like last summer where things actually did open 
been up uh, quite a bit. The, the COVID cases were, were well under control. Uh, this summer, of course, we'll add to that uh, a lot of vaccinations that will have happened. Certainly, the, a lot, most, virtually all the first shots will have been done. So we're still anticipating a great summer, and we want businesses to be prepared for that. And so kind of in the spirit of gritty to pretty, but a bit more small scale, and this is open uh, only to members, uh, is our Get Ready for Summer grant. So it's a, it's a grant for up to $500. And really, it's just about beautifying uh, your storefront or the area in front of your business. So it can be through anything that you want. It can be through adding some interesting seating. It could be through adding planters to your patio or, or do window boxes or interesting lighting. Um, just anything that kind of enhances the, uh, the street front experience, uh, both for your own customers as well as people just coming to visit downtown. And so uh, we had done something similar over Christmas um, with the deck, uh, we called then our deck the downtown grant. Uh, this one's more summer based. So get ready for summer. And um, again, the application information, it's all pretty easy is, is on our website. Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention that this uh, grant program is actually being funded uh, by our friends over to COA. So the Atlantic Canada Opportunities Agency uh, came to us uh, with some ideas around what kind of grant program we could offer. This was kind of already in the works. Uh, and they like the sound of that. So they're actually funding that uh, at least uh, up to a certain point. And then if we get a lot of applications, uh, we may be able to extend it as well. So uh, that's our get ready for summer grant. And uh, it is our intention to do uh, uh, another one in the winter as well. So applications are being accepted right now, and uh, they will be uh, evaluated and awarded on a first-come, first-served basis until either funds for the grant are depleted or um, until May 21st, 2021. So more information can be found on our website, uh, downtownhalifax.ca slash summer. Okay, thank you, Paul, for all those updates. Great, thank you. We were talking to Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. He gave us updates on provincial economic relief programs and told us about two new DHBC grants. As always, Downtown Halifax Business Commission strives to provide the latest COVID-19 related information as the province revises restrictions. DHBC continues to follow the directives of the Nova Scotia Health Authority. Check DHBC's main COVID-19 resource page for businesses and for the public at downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19. The provincial state of emergency has been renewed and remains in effect until 12 noon, May 16, 2021. Premier Ian Rankin and Dr. Robert Strang, Nova Scotia's Chief Medical Officer of Health, announced on April 27th new restrictions across the province to stop the spread of COVID-19. The new restrictions include closing most retail businesses, reducing gatherings to household bubbles, and closing public and private schools across the province. The following restrictions have been in effect since April 28th and will remain in effect until at least May 12th. Nova Scotians can only gather indoors or outdoors with their household bubble, which is the people they live with. Households of two or less people can socialize with one or two others, but they must be the same people for this two-week period. No unnecessary travel between communities a community is defined as the municipality where you live. People should stay as close to home as possible when accessing essential or necessary services or products. All public and private schools are closed. Daycares will remain open with the focus on providing service to those providing essential services or have no other childcare options. Essential workers who need help to access childcare supports can contact EDC services at novascotia.ca or call 1-877-223-9555. There is mandatory masking for staff, visitors, and children over two years old in indoor childcare settings. There is mandatory masking outdoors where physical distancing cannot be maintained, including playgrounds and parks. 
In private indoor workplaces such as offices or warehouses, masks are mandatory in all common areas, places where there is interaction with the public, areas with poor ventilation, and areas where distance cannot be maintained. Retail stores are closed for in-person service unless those stores provide services essential to the life, health, or personal safety of individuals and animals. These stores can remain open at 25% capacity and include those that provide food, pharmaceutical products, medicine and medical devices, personal hygiene products, cleaning products, baby and child products, gas stations and garages, computers and cell phone service and repair, electronic and office supplies, hardware supplies, and pet and animal supplies. Restaurants and licensed establishments are closed for dine-in service, but contactless takeout or delivery is allowed. Nova Scotia Liquor Commission stores, private liquor stores, craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries can remain open and sell products from their storefronts if they limit the number of customers to a maximum of 25% store capacity. In-person tastings and samplings are not permitted. Personal services such as hair salons, barbershops, and spas are closed. Regulated and unregulated health professions can remain open with an approved COVID-19 plan. Casino Nova Scotia in Halifax and Sydney and First Nations Gaming Establishments and VLTs must close. Wedding and funeral ceremonies can have five people plus officiants. There will be no social events, special events, festivals, arts and culture events, sports events, faith gatherings, wedding receptions, or funeral visitation or receptions. There will be no meetings or training except mental health and addiction support groups, which can have 10 people with physical distancing and masks. Virtual gatherings and performances can be held with a maximum of five people in one location. All fitness, recreational, and sport facilities are closed. Licensed and unlicensed establishments cannot host activities such as darts, cards, pool, and bowling. Indoor fitness facilities like gyms, yoga studios, and sport and recreation facilities like pools, arenas, tennis courts, and large multi-purpose recreation facilities are closed. Businesses and organizations offering a wide variety of indoor recreation activities are closed, such as indoor play areas, arcades, climbing facilities, dance classes, and music lessons. Outdoor recreation activities, including individual sports, are allowed and encouraged. Outdoor fitness and recreation businesses and organized clubs can operate with a maximum of five people and physical distancing. Museums, libraries, and the Art Gallery of Nova Scotia are closed, but libraries can offer pickup and drop-off of books and other materials. There will be no visitors or volunteers allowed inside long-term care facilities except for designated care providers and no visits to the community. All adult day programs for seniors are closed. All homes licensed by the Department of Community Service under the Homes for Special Care Act cannot have visitors and residents cannot have community access. All adult day programs for persons with disabilities funded by the Department of Community Services will be closed except for scheduled vaccine clinics at these three programs. People who do not follow the public health measures can be fined. For example, the fine is now $2,000 for each person at an illegal gathering. Public health is encouraging anyone who is asymptomatic to get tested on a regular basis at a pop-up rapid testing site to protect themselves and the community. A schedule and a list of locations can be found at nshealth.ca slash coronavirus testing. These are just some of the restrictions that may affect businesses, workers, and visitors in downtown Halifax. For more information and a full list of restrictions, visit the Nova Scotia Health Authority website at novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. And now for BizBuzz. And it's time for BizBuzz. Lauren Andrews, our new marketing and communications coordinator, is here with me today. Thanks for joining me, Lauren. 
Thank you. On this episode of BizBuzz, we'll talk about the new restrictions and some ideas on how you can support local during this lockdown. We'll tell you about some Mother's Day gift ideas, and we'll end with a quick reminder about some outdoor activities you can enjoy in the downtown area. So as we've already discussed, restaurants and licensed establishments cannot have any seated or in-person dining until May 20th. Because of this, some restaurants and bars have closed, and some have switched once again to takeout and delivery service only. Thankfully, many restaurants and cafes now have the infrastructure to take orders online and by phone, so you can pre-order your food for contactless curbside pickup or delivery. I recommend checking the web and social media sites of the restaurants and cafes you're interested in ordering from first to see if they are open and how they are operating right now. In terms of retail, only stores and shops selling essential services are allowed to be open for in-person service right now. So many of our downtown Halifax retail stores have switched once again to offering curbside pickup, local delivery, and shipping options. For stores that don't have websites or online e-commerce sites, I recommend finding them on Facebook or Instagram to see their products and DM, call, or email them to order for pickup or delivery. Also, many shops have set up one-on-one virtual shopping tours. You can book a virtual shopping tour using FaceTime or Zoom. Again, I recommend checking out the web and social sites of the shops you're interested in to see their products and how they're operating right now. We've been updating our What's Open in Downtown Halifax pages since the new restrictions were announced. These pages offer a quick rundown of what's open and open online for business in the downtown area and their contact information. So you can visit at downtownhalifax.ca slash open. And if you are a business in downtown Halifax and would like to be included on this list, please email communications at downtownhalifax.ca. And we would like to remind everyone about the importance of shopping and supporting our small local businesses during this third wave of the pandemic. Lauren, do you want to share some tips on how to support our small businesses? Sure. Here are some tips on how to safely support our small businesses. If you are able, you can get takeout or delivery from your local restaurants and cafes, shop online and choose curbside pickup or local delivery, buy gift cards to use at a later date, and here are some ideas on how to support small businesses without spending money. Follow your favorite businesses on social media to keep up to date on their offerings. Like, share, and comment on their posts. Leave a positive review on a review site. Give them a shout out on your social media or recommend them to friends. And finally, Just reach out to your favorite small businesses to see how they are doing. They would love to hear from you. Thanks, Lauren. And again, you can see what is open and open online for business in the downtown area at downtownhalifax.ca slash open. So Mother's Day is quickly coming up. It is on Sunday, May 9th this year. Despite the current restrictions, many businesses in the downtown area are offering Mother's Day specials and promotions. And here are a few ideas. So Two Doors Down is offering a very special Mother's Day cake from their pastry shop. It is a six-inch lemon raspberry layer cake with buttercream icing and handmade flowers. It is $39.95, and you have to order by May 6th at 5 p.m. for pickup on May 8th. Check out at Two Doors Down HFX on Instagram for details. The Gallery Shop at the Art Gallery of Nova Scotia is open online, and they have many great gift ideas for the moms in your life. Shop online at shop.artgalleryofnovascotia.ca. Both the Blossom Shops and the Flower Shop have Mother's Day floral arrangements available for delivery. You can order online at blossomshops.ca or theflowershophalifax.ca. Inkwell Boutique has many options for Mother's Day, including five limited edition Made in Nova Scotia Mother's Day gift boxes. Visit inkwellboutique.ca for more information. And Murphy's on the Water is offering a special Mother's Day promotion for a dinner cruise aboard the tall ship Silva. 
So you purchase a gift certificate for a table of four by Mother's Day, which is May 9th, and you'll receive a complimentary bottle of Benjamin Bridge Tidal Bay to accompany your meal. So note that the cruise will take place in the summer, so sometime between June and September. So you're just buying the gift certificate now. Or you can order something for your mom from the Murphy's Company store and save 50% off if you use the code 50OFF. You can learn more about both of these promotions at murphysonthewater.com. Obladia Wine Bar has special Mother's Day care packages for pickup and delivery. Order online at obladia.ca slash 2-go for more information. Scanways Catering is also offering a special Mother's Day dinner through Pantry by Scanway. You can visit scanwaycatering.com to order. Sake Restaurant and Bar and Sea Smoke Restaurant and Bar, which are sister restaurants, are offering special Mother's Day gift boxes. Follow at Sake Halifax for more information. And finally, why not buy a gift certificate from a downtown spa for your mother this year? Spirit Spa, The Tent Spa, Life Salon Spa, and Interlude Spa all offer gift certificates for sale online that can be used when things open up again. Gift cards are a great way to support local and your mom gets a day at the spa to look forward to. So it's a win-win situation. And these are just a few of the Mother's Day gift ideas that are featured on our website. Visit downtownhalifax.ca slash Mother's Day for the full list. And if you're looking for things to do outside during this current lockdown, look no further than downtown Halifax. In addition to our 4.4 kilometer long waterfront boardwalk, we also have numerous parks and public places that you can explore. For a list of all the parks and public places in downtown Halifax, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash parks. And we also have our self-guided downtown art tour. The art tour explores all the gritty to pretty beautification program grant projects in the downtown Halifax area. So grab your camera and get ready to explore all the mural, lighting, and public art projects in the downtown area. You can learn more about the self-guided downtown art tour at downtownhalifax.ca slash art tour. And that's it for BizBuzz this week. Thanks for joining me. This concludes episode 47 of Downtown Lowdown, recorded on May 3rd, 2021. For more information, go to downtownhalifax.ca slash podcast. If you have enjoyed this podcast and found it informative, please rate and subscribe to Downtown Lowdown. Don't forget to follow at Downtown Halifax on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.